This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Everybody, welcome to another episode of 180 Degrees. You are tuned in to 79 AM and you are listening to 180 Degrees, hosted by me, Zoe George, and the fantastic Michaela Preston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to be back in studio, Zoe. I missed you, girl. I missed you too. You know, this week has been entirely too long. I mean, like, it feels like this new year. I don't know. It's like it's going fast somehow, though. But like not. It's but, New Yearsing. <laughs> it's New Yearsing. Too much. It needs to slow it down a bit. I need to grab the reins. It too was, much. Is it was definitely. I mean, I I think I get what you're saying. It was an amazing New Year's. People, I'm sure everyone had fun. But there was a sense of a weird atmosphere. Very like, true. I felt like Christmas time and and actually more more Christmas than New Year's. People weren't as vibrant as they normally are. Like I, very true. I didn't hear any hoots in the street or people making too much noise. People just kept it cool. It's very true, actually. I feel like it was very understated this year. Yeah, and as well as like the lights. Both you know? Christmas and New Year's. It yes. was just so way too chilled for life. Exactly. Like, what's up with that? We're going to be talking a little bit more about this later on the show. So stick around. We're going to be with you guys for the next hour. It's going to be crazy, but you're going to love it. So yeah, invite a friend and sit down and listen to us for the next hour. We're going to have the show jam-packed, the usual. Uh, nice what I did this weekend. Michaela's been doing fun stuff. New her, but this, you know, new year, new her. So she's doing the same fun stuff. We have an interesting tip that might be very relevant, and then a Bible quiz, as well as a very interesting and rather long Did You Know? But I think you guys might want to listen to this one. But yeah, so let's just listen to Fearless Love by Wholehearted, and then we'll be right back as Michaela tells us what she was up to this weekend. Fearless Love by Wholehearted. I really liked that song. I mean, it was so vibey and so fun. Indeed it was. It was just a lovely song to listen to. But now it is 7 past 7. You're tuned into 180 Degrees. And Michaela is going to tell us what she did this weekend. And I have a feeling it was very fun. I am definitely going to tell you. But before I go, guys, (laughs) I feel like we need to take time to hear what Zoe first did. Wow. Okay. So I actually went to a a small town. I think I've spoken about because I've gone to this place a few times now. It's in Simonstown, but a smaller offset called Smithstunkel Bay. It's actually very hard to get there. Like you have to stop off at like, like you drive up a mountain and you stop off in a specific place. You have to hike for about 15 minutes to get down to the the house through like all manner of nature, rubbing against trees. But then the place is actually really beautiful. You know, it's right on the coast of the beach. So when you wake up, 
you're constantly hearing the sound of the ocean but you also get out on the porch and you just see this wide expanse of azure seas and it's it's amazing then you hike down again for only about five minutes this time and you can get onto the beach and i was swimming Ooh. like i never swam in the ocean until i started going to smithswinkle bay but yeah it's really fun actually i didn't know what i was missing I'm glad you know that, Zoe. Yeah. Well, that was what I did on Friday, Saturday. On Sunday, I somehow managed to almost completely obliterate my neck. So I couldn't go anywhere. I spent the whole of Sunday, like, in bed because I could not even get out of bed. I was in so much pain. Yeah, guys, she's even sitting here so trying to survive with this neck. I just suggested, Zoe, let's crack it. <laughs> and I thought Michaela was trying to kill me when she suggested that one. <laughs> But I think she is, actually. If you guys agree with me, please. Beg Michaela not I, to try and kill me, I guys. I not, guys. But it's so nice, Zoe. It sounds like you really had an awesome weekend. Oh, it almost was. <laughs> Besides the neck thing, guys. So what I did this weekend is I took my niece and my nephew to Bugs World. Hmm. Um, it was, well, the one is about five and the other one is about two, two years old. A boy and a girl, and uh, they're a handful, guys. <laughs> uh, kids is is a handful. Anyway, so we decided to go to take them to Bugs World, and there's this, you know, as you come in, there are these animals hmm. that are like clothed with like different flowers. So you know, if you have a, a beautiful garden, because they are, uh, how can I say, sponsored by this plant company, hmm. the uh, Bugs World. So they have like these, what do you, what do they call it, Zoe? When you put those pl- um, animal figured plant things in your garden, what do you call it? Gnomes or like the f- garden God- figures? Yeah, it's yeah, like a, like a garden figure art. But anyway, yeah. basically you come in and you see these like giraffes and, and and elephants and rhinos covered in different kinds of flowers and um, plants and it, well. Basically, guys, it's stunning as you enter in. And then you pay at the gate because they don't do any, uh, you know, bookings or whatever. Oh, Prices okay. are very reasonable. You're looking at about 30 rand. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. For adults and a bit more, well, a bit less for kids. And um, as you go in, it's like truly a playground for kids. Like mm. it, you know, when, when you have those moments where you feel like it's bringing out the child in you. Yeah. This place is literally that. They have, uh, you know, they have an area for different things. So they have a dollhouse for the girls Mm. and a castle for the boys. And then Mm. they have jungle gyms and pool areas, places where you can pet, uh, pet. Oh, they've got a petting zoo there. (laughs) Yes, there we go. Different animals. Um, And it's just, it's such a fun place to be with with kids wow honestly i wish i'd heard about this place when my nieces were a bit younger because it actually sounds like a great place especially the petting zoo it was definitely so much fun like like i said it felt like the little kid in me was coming out and i just went on everything with them they were also like water a water play area for them so Mm -hmm. they were jumping in and out of sprinklers they were just having the best of time honestly and then there's like you know the candy land yeah kids so my niece and nephew were running through the candies and just picking out what they want. Bottom line, when we got into the car, these kids were out <laughs> of all the excitement and yeah. the playing that they did. It was wow. truly fun. 
It honestly sounds like a very special experience that I'm sure that they're going to remember for a very long time and that they're going to treasure that memory so deeply. I hope so. No, no, definitely <laughs> trust me. It's like uh, kids, you know, they really remember these big things. They're going to ask you to go to Bugs World though every weekend though. Uh, that's what we're trying to judge. <laughs> uh, judge. <laughs> dodge out here, guys. Yeah, we can find other fun places that I'm sure Michaela will be talking about in the near future. But yeah, thank you so much for that. I'm guys, definitely going to steal that idea. Definitely. Take your nieces, nephews, kids, all to Bugs World. It's definitely a place to be. Not that expensive and a vibe to enjoy with your kids. Yes. Now let's go on into the random tip section of the show. Zoe on 180 degrees. Visit our website now. www.imymovement.co.za So we are in the random tip section of the show now i thought to myself you know a lot of people have actually gone back to work today mm. um a lot of my friends um, sucks for them but a lot of people are also going back on the 16th which is next week monday so this week's random tip is some ways you can um find ways to wake up a bit earlier because you know we've all been on holiday man it's been christmas it's been new year's it's been hanukkah you know we've had time off so if you're like me who has not woken up early like this whole year literally here are some interesting tips for you so the first one is to set an earlier bedtime this allows you to train your body to fall asleep earlier so that you can rise earlier which seems like a pretty obvious option and it actually really does work the next one is to unplug before bed now what does this refer to Unplugging from smartphones and laptops for about 30 minutes before bed can contribute to a better night of sleep. According to the sleep judge, the blue light emitted from your screens can alter your body's natural melatonin levels, making it more difficult to sleep. Something interesting about that as well is many smartphones these days now have the option to give your phone a yellow filter. So for me personally, I have that turned on from a certain time i think maybe 10 or 7 somewhere between then so from those hours i literally only look at like a yellow light so i think that helps me the next one is to avoid late night snacking now it there are some studies that say that if you snack close to bedtime it can help dull any hunger pains that might appear overnight however others have shown that it can also cause less enjoyable symptoms such as acid reflux it's easy to confuse hunger with tiredness, so instead ditch the snacks and snape your appetite for breakfast. The next one is to avoid sugary energy drinks and coffee. Like that one's a bit of a no-brainer actually. Like those things are meant to keep you awake. So why well there are people who can drink a cup of coffee and go to bed. I don't understand it, but you know, you guys must be God's favorite because if I drink a cup of coffee past four o'clock, I'm not sleeping. I'm not. The next one is to silence your phone. This is to put on the do not disturb mode before bed as notifications can wake you up in the middle of the night. I know they've woken me up many a times before I started the do not disturb. Someone just wants to call you in the middle of the night. You're sleeping. No, put on your do not disturb. You will not be woken up by any random notifications and you'll be able to sleep through the night. The next one is to avoid all nighters. Now, sometimes people are willing to pull all-nighters this is something i've personally never done but this can eventually lead to you developing a habit of sleeping later it's just extremely problematic and if you don't have to try not to the next one is to sleep with your curtains open now if you leave your blinds or curtains slightly open before going to bed this way the sunlight can stream through and help wake you up more early on and 
you know, naturally. And since we are in summer right now, the sun is rising a lot earlier. So this is a tip that is very seasonal and that I think you guys should use. The last one, but certainly not the least, is to place your alarm clock across the room. To avoid just snoozing your alarm as it rings, it's a good idea to put it across the room. This is something I personally do. I actually put my phone in another room. Wow. Yeah, so I literally have to get up out of bed, go to the lounge and like snooze it. That because, is honestly so smart. Yeah. Because honestly, if it's next to you... Yo, I'm turning it open one second exactly. like while I'm asleep. I won't even wake up to do that. It's just sort of an automated action. But yeah, I hope you guys really benefited from these tips. I think they can be quite useful. If you'd like to tell us how you managed to wake up early, you can send us a WhatsApp at 081-729-1657 or an SMS at 37988. So now we're going to just listen to Heaven Help Me by Zach Williams. It's a, it's a really fun song that you guys are really going to enjoy. And when that song is over, Michaela and I are going to come back and have a bit of a girl's chat about what we did this holiday season over December and you know December was Decembering you know it was a long time so we have a lot to say but yeah enjoy the song Heaven Help Me by Zach Williams so it is 22 minutes past 7 you're tuned into 180 degrees on 79 a.m you're listening to me Zoe George and Michaela Preston and this week we're going to be having a girls chat that you guys are invited to participate in if you would like to. If you want to talk to us, to give us some input, you can send us a WhatsApp at 081-729-1657 or an SMS at 37988. We love having dialogue with you guys. So yeah, our lines are open. Michaela, what are we talking about today? So guys, like Zoe said, join in on the conversation. We would love to hear your opinion of whatever we whatever topic we are discussing this evening. So the first topic is basically Zoe, how did you guys celebrate Christmas? Because I believe like everyone has a different form of celebrating Christmas. Okay. So basically, um my family has always been one of those Christians who are kind of critical of the way the world, the western world celebrates Christmas in that we all know that the reason for the season is that we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, regardless of if you know, oh, you know, he was actually born around September or whatever. There are a variety of different historical reasons for why we celebrate Christmas in the time that we do and many of the different customs and traditions that we do, like having a Christmas tree, even going caroling that are actually rooted in pagan um, pagan practices and you know my dad being a pastor and being very on fire for Jesus and very much a very black and white person mm. no such thing as gray area he never wanted to participate in anything like that so growing up you know we never had Christmas trees we even to an extent caroling can also be seen to have roots in pagan practices so we didn't really do any of the traditional Christmas stuff, no Christmas sweaters. We would just go to church on Christmas Day sometimes. Many years we didn't have um, church on Christmas. This year we did. So we attended church in the morning for an hour, which was monumental because anyone who's ever been to my dad's church knows he can't preach for an hour. He has <laughs> to preach for at least two. So we did that. And then for the afterwards, you know, everyone gets Christmas clothes. You know, and then you wear them to Christmas service and then your lounge as you have Christmas feasts. A lot of people yeah. think that like, I mean, the basis of a lot of, I think, more 
coloured churches, if I should say, that we normally uh, buy Christmas clothes just yeah. to show it off in yeah. church. Yeah. It's not even because it's Christmas. You want people to see your yeah. Christmas clothes. Your Christmas dress. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we do that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's literally so funny that people get excited to that extent yeah just and and that is the reason why some people actually go to church just to show if they're yeah they're called ceo christians christmas easter and other occasions they are there for those two at least days it's crazy honestly but yeah that's pretty much all we did i will say the day before i attended a christmas eve dinner with another family that is very close to my heart and it was nice it was catering they exchanged gifts they had a christmas tree they did all the festivities i didn't have a problem with it but we didn't do that personally on our day and also you know as an immigrant uh, only my nuclear family is here so my brother drove in from stellenbosch which is where he lives my sister came with her, her four children and we just bought a tv box as the family's christmas present so we watched um Netflix. There's this night well, my family being Nigerians, there's this Nigerian Christian movie that we watched, Christmas in Lagos, I believe. So we just watched that as a family. It was a very lovely, beautiful thing. And what's interesting is my dad, you know, he was the one who was against Christmas trees and stuff like that. He said that in the years to come he would he sees now more that the things we do, it's more about family. Mm. And the children, you know, having his grandchildren all around him this year. I get, think, it, And also, we all bought gifts for everyone. Like, this was the first year in my life I bought gifts for my family for Christmas. So, seeing the happiness, I guess, when they got their gifts and realizing what this can potentially mean. And it doesn't have to be about, you know, putting up a Christmas tree to appease the house god. Like, it's just something you do for the kids. I think... In his mind, he's like, oh, you know, we can definitely do this in the future. So Christmas is probably going to look very different next year. So if you had kids, would you do the Western version of Christmas or just the... Hmm. I don't know. I've, I feel like I've also like shared my dad's beliefs a little bit. Like I used to feel very confused when like non-Christians would celebrate Christmas because I'd be like, oh, they're not doing it right. They're just doing it for presents and capitalism. But then, you know, I've been thinking, as we all should do, and, you know, Christianity did conquer the Western world. So there is a culture of celebrating Christmas and doing these things. And, you know, at this time, you have all this holiday. Everyone goes on break. All the firms and offices close down so that you can spend time with your family. So... Maybe, I don't know, I, can, I don't know if I can definitively answer this question until I get there. But I think maybe at the time, to make it special for them, I would probably do that when they're kids. I don't know about when they're teenagers, they can... So they conformed you, they convinced you otherwise, Zoe. I think it's more like I've just, like my perspective has been opened a bit. But for me, I don't know. Like... Yeah, I'm obviously not. I think there's also a lot to be said about your intention. Uh. Like back when they were putting up Christmas trees for like what would happen was it was to impress the God of the house or so or the tree God. So they would grow a tree in their house and decorate it around Christmas time, which was actually where Christmas comes now. There was another very massive pagan festival 
that was just kind of like taken over by Christmas when Christianity came into Rome and conquered everything. So, you know, I'm not doing that for those reasons. I'm doing that for family. So I think your intention about things should also count for something, you know? Mm, mm. But yeah, what did you do for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we used to celebrate Christmas at a, like in the traditional way. We, we share gifts. There's a Christmas tree, you know, um, and then you have your lunch with your whole family and everybody comes and, 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 and. Okay, so we used to do that whole shebang. And then my mom got her hands on a clean your house video, which what? is like a, a gospel video that kind of just picks different elements in the house or like things like that are trending that is actually demonic or hmm. satanic. And um, yeah, when she saw that and one of those things were in the video that, you know, the Christmas tree and mm -hmm. the... Um, the balls that they put on the tree to kind of decorate it and yeah. all of those things, uh, that it's actually paganism or demonic or it's not because there's a scripture that says and they will uh, basically put a tree in their house and decorate it and there will be a man in a in a red and, and white and I think black, I'm not sure. But sorry, please forgive me that I'm mingling up the scripture. But basically that... Santa Claus is like the form of Santa Claus is a basic it's basically in the Bible like a demonic oh. kind of thing there's a scripture that that relates to it yes that kind of if you hear the colors you immediately think of Santa Claus mm -hmm. and that is like a form of paganism or it's demonic anyway basically this video kind of showed us all of this and connected the scriptures with it and after that, my parents decided that they were going to completely take Christmas away from us. Hmm. So whenever it was Christmas time, we would book a holiday away so that we don't get involved in the festivities. And we don't feel out because we've been used to the trend of having Christmas traditionally. So, um, yeah. And then obviously you get to the point where you can't afford to always go out on Christmas or mm -hmm. always travel. So we had one or two Christmases actually in hmm. the town in where we are living. And um, so, yeah, then we we feel it and it, it hurts. So this, Christ this Christmas, we didn't do the, the, the exchanging of gifts. Mm. We just got the whole family to come and uh, eat. That's yes. how we did. Well, obviously, we did church in the morning because my parents are pastors. And they gave their own you know as a normal church day and then after we went home and had lunch as per normal with the family we just had the family there but there was no exchange of gifts really because they we didn't want to get into the whole mm. you know this you know some people are very stern on if if this is what the bible does not say or not mm. uh, we're not going to do it yes. and my parents stood on that and they just didn't do it but it was also still nice to have the family all just come together and share that meal. Mm -hmm. I think personally for me, if I, when I get to that point of getting married and have kids, I would want them to kind of experience it yeah. because it is a very 
there's that excitement that you get when you wake your parents up to yes. go to the tree and you unwrap your gift. Mm. I mean, we all love gifts. And yeah. I, I personally enjoy getting gifts. I mean, <laughs> why not? Same. It's so, a love language. Exactly. And it, it, it gets so exciting. And I feel like it, it just really hypes up a nice memory as a kid. Yes. And I wouldn't want my kids to lose out on that memory. Yeah. You know? Um, I think we all interpret the Bible differently. Uh, people have their own views and ways of doing things. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that that's my opinion based on that. Yes. Oh, I think that's a pretty sound opinion to have, you know, like I would also want my hypothetical kids to experience, but a white Christmas, actually. Yeah. You know, I like that snow. I've never yes. experienced it yet. And I pray to God I do get a chance to experience Same. it with my husband and kids. Uh, I would love to experience what a New York Christmas is like mm-hmm. and all of that. And yeah. Snow. I'm excited. And, you know, like I was thinking about it because, you know, I saw like what you said earlier, this season, festive season last year was a bit dull, you know, and I saw a lot of memes where people were acknowledging it as well, saying, oh, my gosh, you know, like there's something off about the season. And someone noted that, you know, for the most happening and exciting seasons, we were kids you know, the, the the season, the Christmas time was very novel for us. You know, I, I have the clearest memories of my primary school Christmases because they would get us all together. We would come and sing carols in assembly every time. No more praise and worship, just carols. We would make arts and craft Christmas cards and stuff like that. Everything was very Christmassy. And I think that the effort they put into making it special for the children, you know, it sticks with them. So that's one of the reasons why, even though I know that what these things mean, like for me, I'm not doing them for those reasons. So I think it would be more for the kids. But have you ever felt like that atmosphere? Like no one has to tell you it's it's festive. Yes. You just feel it in the air. Mm. And my mom was like, yeah, it's a, it's a spirit, you know, <laughs> well, pastoral yeah. pastors, they tend to uh generally everything is a spirit everything yeah. is a this that but like it is kind of a weird feeling it's like you yeah. know it's festive without even knowing it's festive it's true and there's just something in the air yeah, literally it's just different for some reason you can feel it around that yeah. december well end of november december time you can feel it in your body and then people start hanging their lights and then mm-hmm. you start seeing all these other elements but it's almost like it's just weird you know, I'm sure like the American people would say when you feel like it's spring break or it's just about to be spring break, you get that excitement. Mm-hmm. And that excitement just comes naturally around the end of November, December yes, time. Yes, very true. It's just because we know it's coming. I don't know. It just... it's, it's honestly crazy. And I've never really took the time to analyze that. Mm. Um, yeah. And I mean, knowing that you can change atmospheres as well. Mm. It's it's really a crazy dynamic. Yeah, I totally agree. I would still love to like experience Christmas in <laughs> another country. I'm sure you will definitely get that opportunity. But also, as you said, Zoe, um, yeah, this Christmas, uh, did you actually go and get a chance to see the lights? No, I didn't. Like, that's so traditional. Like right? just before Christmas, you guys, go, you go to, to town, town and you see the lights. Yeah. And yeah. I think they were on for the first time in like two years this year. Really? But like, I think because there was something supposedly very special about the lights this year. I don't think they'd been on yeah. because of like, you know, the lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. 
And I didn't. <laughs> and we would always go to town as kids. Yeah. Because in the it's CBD like a, of Cape Town. It's you, literally a part of your Christmas. Exactly. I don't know why we didn't do it. I think it just like... It slipped. Yeah. Because like I had a very... Like my December started very busy seeing my friends. I went away for a little bit to Smith's Finkel Bay. And then I worked at Dogsat for a bit. And I don't, I don't know why. I think I just... It blocked my memory. Also, we had a lot of load shedding, you know? Yeah. I don't know if those lights had generators. It was, it was like extra load shedding. <laughs> Literally, four-hour sessions. We had to buy um, battery-operated fans so we wouldn't just cook in a the A lot of, of people the night. were looking at inverters. And UPSs. Yeah. Yes, I found someone with a UPS. And I was there every four-hour sessions. It, it felt so good. Like, yeah. guys, if you have an inverter, let me know. <laughs> me too. I'll be chilling there by you. Literally. But yeah, I think that's probably it, why I didn't go. It was so intense, actually, come to think of it. I don't know if it affects the the lights down in I, feel, I honestly don't know either. Because I'm sure they would have generators because of the festivities yeah. vibes. You would think that, but you honestly never know. I mean, like, if, you, if you look at a mall like Tiger Valley Mall. You don't Valley know mall, with Cape Town, guys. You, really you don't mean, know. You definitely don't. It's like Tiger Valley Mall, for example, no shade to them, but they don't have generators like anywhere. So during load shedding, like... You, there are like a few places that are open, but many of the places close down because they generally don't have generators. And you'd think Tiger Valley Mall, massive mall as it is, would have like seven at least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's you. so crazy. But I didn't see the, the, the lights either. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm like, Zoe, really? But I couldn't either. <laughs> um, and I think my family and I, we stopped, we stopped doing it after a while. Because, uh, I mean, it's the same lights, the same mm. thing. But there is something special about seeing the lights with a lot of people at the same time. Yeah. Just feel like you mean to be at home. Like, it's this is home. This mm. is Cape Town. It's yours. I think that's the beautiful thing about the festive season. It just... Because there are lots of holidays that were originally Christian that have been, like, hijacked by capitalism and our money-making Ventures, which is the way lots of Christians view Christmas now, and that's why a lot of them don't celebrate for other reasons as well, the pagan reasons. But there is genuinely a feeling of togetherness and family and bonding in Christmas mm. that you just don't observe in any other holiday. And it's that is so true. That yeah. is really so true. Uh, but coming back to that, not not it being so vibey as it normally is, guys. Mm. Like I felt like. No one was hooting outside when it was New mm. Year's. No one was, uh, you know, making such a big fuss about Christmas. Yeah. Everything just felt so mellow compared to what Christmas were like in the past. But you know what else? They put out extra traffic cameras. I'm telling I you. That too, I got so I got Everywhere. some fines. And I was like, I didn't see any cameras. They must have been in the bushes. So we out here driving. <laughs> Crazy. Hey guys, <laughs> we are everybody. Makes where mistakes. were you rushing to, Zoe? Please tell thing. us. I can't even figure out where. I, I don't. How is it that when you get a fine, you just don't know where this fine is, even though there's a picture, you just can't pinpoint exactly where this is. I guess I, I don't even know, but I think that may have contributed. I don't know. There was just something. There was something about this this festive season that was just a bit different. I don't know. It, literally I just felt like no one was as excited as they normally are though facts yeah crazy guys so how do you step into the new years Sorry. well um, my family does we have been um, hosting crossover services at church 
for like more than my entire life. I think we only didn't do it for two services from when I was about, I think, 19 to 21 or no, to 22. No, 20 to 22 because we had one. How old am I? Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, for about two years, we didn't have um, crossover services, but that's what we did this year. You know, I spent the day with some friends and then I went home at like eight because service starts at 10. So that's pretty much what I did. It was lovely. You know, it's a beautiful thing to attend the midnight mass and cross into the new year with God in church. Truly, truly. A lot of people say, just please be aware of those times because people are like crazy on roads. Very true. They yeah. have extra traffic cops out for good reason, for protection. Yeah, because I mean, especially on that, that crossover to the New Year's, there's so many young people getting drunk, mm-hmm. so many young people that are partying and to the point that they're not being responsible mm-hmm. and end up really causing heavy damage on the roads. Very true. And to themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And um yeah, so it's it's it might seem to others that are our age that it's different to be crossing over in church and not on a boat or at a club or partying. Um but it's actually a blessing to cross over mm. being in church mm. because you set yourself up for what the next year is going to look like. Mm. You know, and um my parents are very on about that. They're like, "No, on the first you can do whatever but crossing over to to the new year Mm. i want you to pray into that always so we've always prayed into the new year as a family we would write our laser we will fast actually sorry we would we would fast we would fast actually the three days because my mom believes three three hundred and 65 days mm-hmm. in a year yeah so we will fast the three and a half days just before christmas um just before new year's guys just to uh honor god mm. to honor god and say thank you for the year that he's carried us through and in that three days uh we would start writing what we trust in god for the new year and um this year my dad had the whole church do it right the visions down and what they want for the new year and put it together and we just spent the crossing over service praying into that, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. praying that people's visions, people's uh, what they are waiting God or trusting God for, that that comes to fruition in the new year. Mm. Um, it was it was a blessing uh, praying with my family into the new years and um yeah, I know. I know that those people that did, that was in church and praying into the new year, actually wherever you are and you, you prayed into the new year, I feel like this year is going to definitely bring to pass what you have trusted God for. Amen. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to what 2023 uh, is, <laughs> is what is going to, to happen this yeah. year. Yeah, I have a great feeling in my bones that it's going to be a very beautiful, very great year. And I'm extremely excited for it. And in saying that, I think we have to conclude this girls chat. You know, we've been talking about our experiences and I think it was good. You know, I think it's great to talk about our experiences, why we have these opinions, why we do what we do. You know, you have to stand strong in what you believe in and it was really enjoyable, Michaela. No, it definitely is. It always is when I'm in the studio with you, Zoe. I have the best time and it's just, 
I think it was nice just being back in studio with you. So, yes. yeah. Indeed. If you guys would still like to contact us, do not be shy. You can send us a WhatsApp at 081 or SMS us at 37988. Or on Wednesday, you can listen to this show again. It will be on podcast on our website, www.kpulpit.co.za. Now let's go into the Did You Know section of the show. 180 degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. So we just concluded a very stimulating and interesting girls chat. Michaela and I, we spoke about what we did this December, how we celebrated Christmas, why we celebrated Christmas the way we did. And if you had missed that, well, you don't always lose when you snooze. You can check the show out on podcast. It will be loaded on Wednesday on www.kpulpit.co.za. Now, today's Did You Know section of the show is actually one that is... Quite interesting and may seem a bit redundant, but I think it's very interesting to and important to speak about these things. So the whole basis of our belief system, Christianity, is that we believe that Jesus rose from the grave, improving that you can functionally believe everything in the Bible because then you know it's legitimate. Knowing this for a fact for certain is the reason why many atheists have come to Christianity seeing that it actually happened the supernatural event and for some reason people they need extra biblical facts to prove that the bible is true and you know what okay you know generally you want to have quite a few resources you know even in high school when you're doing a project they tell you you must use five sources in your bibliography so i understand where that comes from so we have five different reasons to believe that jesus rose from the grave The first one is that most scholars, both biblical and extra biblical, agree that Jesus' tomb was discovered empty shortly afterwards. With almost two dozen reasons for favoring this report alone, what best explains this? Other hypotheses do not account for all the data. Secondly, there are many eyewitnesses that assert that they saw Jesus risen both individually and in groups. Even apart from the gospel, we can establish this totally from just two messages in Paul's quote undisputed writings in first corinthians 15 verses 1 to 8 paul told the corinthians that he had received the gospel resurrection report from the others then in galatians the consensus critical view is that paul probably obtained this material in jerusalem from when he visited the eyewitnesses apostles peter and james the brother of jesus the next one is paul returned to jerusalem 14 years later and specifically checked out the nature of the gospel message again with eyewitnesses peter james and now john this has been recorded in galatians and then all the apostles agreed that jesus appeared to them after death now this is extremely important the next um reason to believe is that critical scholars also agree that paul received this material from other apostles at an exceptionally early date about five years after the crucifixion but since the others knew that the purports before paul we are right back to the events themselves for the best known critical scholar today a non-christian specialist bart eherm dates several christian traditions as early as just one year after the crucifixion but why should we believe that all these eyewitnesses were being honest you know mm-hmm. how do we know they weren't lying we have seen some first century sources that the first three apostles mentioned above were all martyred this means they were killed for their beliefs so when you look at it you think to yourself huh you know why would someone die over something they believe is a lie 
that reason alone that these men were willing to die for what they believe in is one of the ways we know that they genuinely believed what they saw and they saw the truth which is that they saw Jesus resurrected and of these eyewitnesses one was Paul who at the time was persecuting Christians before he you know he came the right way and the next one was James who was also an unbeliever skeptical scholars accept both of these cases but these guys also became believers but you know they were in a position to know whether or not Jesus had risen or appeared to them so yeah the extra biblical testimonies of people saying they saw Jesus with their own eyes and even in the face of death they would not deny that they saw Jesus they would they died saying that he rose up and this has been recorded not just in the bible but by you know in, on t- tablets that have been found by archaeologists i wish they had uh, those lie detector tests there then <laughs> it's yeah. just overly confirmed that yes very true but i think the whole death thing that's that's, that's, that's a pretty gonna... good lie detector <laughs> but you know people yeah. still believe in a sense of bribery or yeah. any other forms of and i feel like a lie detector test is just there, like but you can cheat those can you you can i didn't know that there are ways to i don't know the ways you can just trap <laughs> you sound like you do zoe the thing is i've seen people do it but i don't like the thing is i think the way they cheated is to make themselves nervous enough that the answer is inconclusive You think so? Uh, that's one of the ways people cheat lie detector tests. Wow. But yeah, that's enough about did you know? Let's go into the Bible quiz section of the show and Michaela is going to pitch one that you guys probably know the answer to. Follow us on Facebook today. I am Radio. So, the Bible quiz for the evening. I tend to enjoy doing this this part particularly. Sorry, just to hear people's comments, eh? Anyway, so the Bible quiz for this evening is name the first two apostles to follow Jesus. So what are the two apostles that the first two actually apostles that are that decided to follow Jesus? Yeah. If you guys have any idea who these two men were, you can send us a WhatsApp with the name of these two men to 081-729-1657. Now we're going to take a short break while we listen to Famous Four by Torn Wells featuring Jen Johnson. This is a nice song. So stick around, listen to the song, send us a WhatsApp. We'll be back to give you the answer and to say goodbye for now. Famous Four by Torn Wells and Jen Johnson. What a song, but it was Torn Wells so we knew it was going to be a banger. I mean, Guys, I felt that song. Mhm. I was in the studio shazamming it as it played. There we go. Mhm. So before we listen to that fantastic fantastic tune, we pitched a question to you guys that formed the part of this week's mystery Bible quiz. Would you like me to tell it to them again, Zoe? I think you should, Michaela. I think you should. <laughs> so, the Bible quiz for this evening is the first two apostles to follow Jesus. Mhm. Now, this is an interesting one because they were like at least 12. Like we spoke about this in earlier and earlier episodes that how they were up to at one point. I think like I want to say 300 or but at least yeah, 72. Yeah. There were there were massive amounts of people following Jesus. It was like a should. Bible fact. It session. was. Yeah. It was. And now we just have to pick the first two. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. And so she's humble beginnings. So So, Zoe. <laughs> so the answer to that question was Peter and Andrew. 
they were the first two apostles to follow Jesus. Yes. Can you guys believe it? Wow. You know, we actually did get an answer from a Jacqueline Smith. And she also said Peter, but then she said Andreas, which I'm inclined to believe is a um, an error for Andrew. I'm inclined to believe the same thing, Zoe. Yes. <laughs> they were. She says they were brothers. But you know what? Thank you so much, Jacqueline. We appreciate your message. It's always fantastic to hear from you guys. But yeah, this is come to the end of the show. We have like, what, three minutes until eight o'clock. We advise you guys to stick around as the next music-based show plays for you guys. You're going to love it. But yeah, any last words, Michaela? You know, guys, like I said before, it's always amazing to be in studio and talking to you guys. We're just always so blessed for your comment comments and just your interaction with us and we always advise please feel free to interact with us we love to hear from you guys and know that you're listening yes it's always fantastic but for now we're going to see you guys again same time next week so from myself and zoe we are out this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m please visit kpulpit.co.za